Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the Feast of St. Bartholomew the Apostle. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and and on on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, Have mercy on us, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Strengthen in us, O Lord, the faith by which the blessed Apostle Bartholomew clung wholeheartedly to your Son, and grant that through the help of his prayers, your Church may become, for all the nations, the sacrament of salvation. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the Apocalypse. The angel came to speak to me and said, Come here, and I will show you the bride that the Lamb has married. In this spirit, he took me to the top of an enormous high mountain and showed me Jerusalem, the holy city, coming down from God out of heaven. It had all the radiant glory of God, and glittered like some precious jewel of crystal clear diamond. The walls of it were of a great height, and had twelve gates. At each of the twelve gates there was an angel, and over the gates were written the name of twelve tribes of Israel. On the east there were three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. The city walls stood on twelve foundation stones, each one of which bore the name of one of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Your friends tell the glory of your kingship, Lord. Your friends tell the glory of your kingship, Lord. All your creatures shall thank you, O Lord, and your friends shall repeat their blessing. They shall speak of the glory of your reign, and declare your might, O God. Your friends tell the glory of your kingship, Lord. They make known to men your mighty deeds, 
and the glorious splendor of your reign. Yours is an everlasting kingdom. Your rule lasts from age to age. Your friends tell the glory of your kingship, Lord. The Lord is just in all his ways, and loving in all his deeds. He is close to all who call him, who call on him from their hearts. Your friends tell the glory of your kingship, Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia. Master, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, the one about whom the prophets wrote. He is Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. From Nazareth, said Nathanael, can anything good come from that place? Come and see, replied Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming, he said of him, There is an Israelite who deserves the name, incapable of deceit. How do you know me, said Nathanael. Before Philip came to call you, said Jesus, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael answered, Rabbi, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel. Jesus replied, You believe that just because I said, I saw you under the fig tree, you will see greater things than that. And then he added, I tell you most solemnly, you will see heaven laid open, and above the Son of Man, the angels of God ascending and descending. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, welcome to the Feast of St. Bartholomew. Well, we'll probably start with um, figuring out who the heck Bartholomew was. Um, obviously an apostle. Curiously, though, he's only ever named Bartholomew in the lists of the apostles. Um, and tradition has identified um, Bartholomew with um, the Nathaniel that we heard in the Gospel today. And the Gospel today is, you know, quite curious. We see um, Philip bringing Nathaniel to Jesus um, in order for him to meet him. Um, but both of these guys are um, they're taking their first steps of faith. Now, it's a little bit comical, admittedly, um, knowing what we know about Jesus, uh, watching these two guys take their first steps and make some pretty funny mistakes, to be honest. For starters, Philip goes to Nathaniel and says, We found the one Moses wrote about in the law, the one about whom the prophets wrote. He's Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. All right. Well, first off, mistake number one is this. Now, Philip, you didn't find him. He found you. In actual fact, the only one that Philip found was Nathaniel. Jesus was the one who found Philip first. And the second thing is, okay, you've called Jesus son of Joseph. All right, that's true enough, but it's not enough. You'll discover that Jesus ain't just the son of Joseph. Jesus is the son of God. And the third thing, you say that Jesus is from Nazareth. Uh, okay, true enough, but that's not really where he's from. 
you don't know enough about Jesus. Now, firstly, of course, Jesus isn't from Nazareth. It's not where he was born. He was born in Bethlehem. And that, of course, is according to the prophecy made about the Messiah. So, okay, for starters, Jesus, not quite from Nazareth, actually from Bethlehem. But where's he really from? Jesus is the one from God. He's the one sent by the Father. That's where he's really from. So we'll give Philip half marks. But it's pretty great, though, that he gets halfway to understanding about Jesus and is still amazed by him. Still sees in Jesus the one about whom Moses wrote in the law, the one about whom the prophets wrote. Uh, and he's, he's just, he's got to go tell Nathaniel about it. Now, I think we get a little bit of an insight into the um, personality of Nathaniel when we hear this, um, this funny little phrase, you know, can anything good come from that place, from, from Nazareth? It would seem that Nazareth's probably considered a bit of a dump. Or, you know, it even feels a little bit like an old footy rivalry or something like that, you know. <laughs> Port Adelaide, can anything good come from that place? But anyway, Nathaniel sounds like a bit of a character to me, a bit of a lad, someone who's up for a laugh. So we give half marks to Philip for what he says about Jesus, but, but this one he gets 100%. He says to Nathaniel, come and see. Jesus isn't just someone you need to be told about, it's, he's someone that you need to meet. Uh, and I reckon there's a very important spiritual lesson for us. Um, Jesus not just one you can be told about. You need to meet him. Um, and then for us, that, like, that's going to be prayer. That's going to be in the sacraments. That's going to be reading and encountering him in the scriptures. So that invitation then is also for us. we got to come and see. But here's the funny thing. Philip grabs Nathaniel by the elbow, starts leading him towards Jesus, but then Jesus is the first one to speak. He sees Nathaniel coming and he says, Now there's an Israelite who deserves the name, incapable of deceit. And then Nathaniel says, how do you know me? Now, this makes me laugh a little bit because (laughs) I think if someone said to me, now, here's a bloke who's incapable of deceit, I'd probably draw the conclusion that this guy actually doesn't know me. But (laughs) Nathaniel seems to be in a different category. But the praise that Jesus gives to Nathaniel in this moment, it's it's got an echo of um, one of the Psalms in it. Um, Psalm number 32 uh, says, blessed is the man in whose spirit there is no deceit, in whose spirit there is no guile. I don't know, maybe maybe Nathaniel kind of recognises himself in that phrase. Like Maybe it's something that he's been working on, you know, sort of personally, like morally. We get to those moments where it's like, oh, here's something that's in my personality or my character that I've really got to work on. Um, here's a particular fault or a flaw or a sin or whatever, and we kind of take it in hand and then it becomes something against which we, you know, sort of regularly examine our conscience. Maybe Nathaniel's working on being a man without guile, a man who speaks the truth, who lets his yes be yes and his no be no. I mean, I mean, this might sound like a rather kind of silly example, but, you know, imagine you're really working on not speeding when you're driving uh, because it's something that you might be prone to doing from time to time. But, you know, you make a resolution. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I'm on the cruise control. I'm not going over the speed limit, even if people around me are going faster than what's signposted. 
right? And then someone comes up to you and goes, well, here's a man who never nudges the speed limit. It's like, how did you, how did you know that that was something that I was working on? I don't know. I wonder if something like that's going on with Nathaniel. Anyway, Jesus then has this moment. He says, before Philip came to call you, I saw you under the fig tree. Now, the first thing I'd like to point out about that moment is that remember how Philip said that, you know, we found Jesus. We found the one that Moses wrote about in the law, about the one whom the prophets wrote. Um, and then gives the invitation to Nathaniel, come and see. Well, Jesus flips that on its head. Before Philip came to call you, I saw you. Again, the initiative lies with Jesus. Nathaniel, I know you're a man with argyle. Nathaniel, I saw you under the fig tree. Now, we don't really know what happened under the fig tree. There are plenty of arguments among biblical scholars about what that might mean. Um, but I think in some ways it probably serves as a bit of a distraction. Um, whatever it is that you know Nathaniel was up to under the fig tree, it must have been a life-changing moment for him that, that really only he knew about, except for the fact that Jesus saw him. Um, and again, now it comes to this question about, well, where is Jesus from? Where does he come from? Where does his knowledge come from? It's obviously not just Nazareth, and he's obviously not just from Joseph, and he's obviously not just the son of Joseph. There's something extraordinary about him. There's something that needs to still be discovered. And Nathaniel is so captured in this moment that he calls Jesus rabbi, calls him the son of God, calls him the king of Israel. And, you know, Jesus at that point, he, he really highlights the fact that he's just at the start of discovering who he really is. He's, you, you, you believe just because I saw you under the fig tree, you'll see greater things than that. Jesus makes reference to heaven being opened and above the Son of Man, the angels of God ascending and descending. It's a picture that comes from the book of Genesis. Um, in Jacob's dream, he, he dreams of a ladder. Um, listen to this, G Genesis 28. Um, and he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth, the top of it reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So this is what Nathaniel's going to discover, that in Jesus... The Lord is in this place, that Christ is this ladder, that Christ is the one who leads to heaven and the one who makes heaven present upon earth. Philip's very simple invitation to, to come and see Jesus has changed Nathaniel forever. So maybe on the feast of St. Bartholomew, it's a, a good occasion, firstly for us to pray that we may have that encounter with the living Lord Jesus as well. Um, that, you know, we who, let's face it, we, we're all still at the beginning of our journey with Christ, uh, that, that we would discover more deeply the truth about who he really is. And secondly, perhaps also to pray for those around us who we would like to bring to Jesus, 
family, friends, co-workers, that, like Nathaniel, they may discover in Jesus the Son of God and the King of Israel. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.